Hey, want to hear something crazy? Um, sure. You gotta promise you won't tell mom and dad. Yes. For real, because this is some big kid stuff. Yes, I promise. Because if I can't trust you... What the f***? I said I wouldn't say anything. Just play me the thing before I bust your face up. Okay, jeez. It's the Mike and Pat cast. Hello and welcome to the Mike and Pat cast. I'm Mike Rainey. How you doing, Mike? I'm Pat Twist. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, yeah. Tonight we also have a very special guest. His name is Steve-O. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Steve-O, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for coming, buddy. Um, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, well, this is something I've been meaning to bring up with you for a while now. Uh-oh. Uh, it's sort of, it, it's an overarching concept of, you know when sometimes you watch a movie that you really like loved? Sure. And then you watch it again years later, and you're kind of like, ah, oh, shit. You know what? It's just not as great as I remember it. Uh, okay. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it has. I'm, I, I'm uh, right this very second. I'm, 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 I'm sure if you gave me a little, you know, I could, I could think of some. But um, yes, I, 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 I'm sure that there have been. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you one right now. Um, and uh, two right now. I find, and I and I, I I love Sandler, but I find Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison right. not as funny <clears throat> now when I'm 44 as sure. they were when I was 24. Well, but you know that's just one example sure. of. I remember laughing my ass off, laughing. You know, right. yet I can put on Tommy Boy, and I don't feel that the humor has. I feel that I'm still laughing as much as something. It's not just that I don't like silly, right. stupid comedies anymore. Well, uh, it, it happened to me recently, okay. somewhat recently. With great excitement, I wanted to share a film with my kids that I thought was really the shit. Okay. And I watched it again with more critical eyes as a 42-year-old person. And I found that The Sandlot was not as great as I remembered it. Really? See? The <clears throat> Sandlot. Interesting. Um, and I feel, so if you don't mind, I would like to propose – I would like to take – some time. Let's put it on. Let's put and it on the timer. I'm going to humor you here. I'd like to pick some nits okay. about the Sandlot. Okay. Um, this is first of all. I mean, my over 15 minutes on the 15 timer. Minutes. 15 minutes on. If you'll indulge movies me, in particular this time. Yeah. The Sandlot that my issue aren't as good as we remember them is with the Sandlot. Okay. Now, um, hit me. Watching what? it recently, my overall feeling was like, wow, for a movie that is so revered mm-hmm. that you see it on T-shirts, you're killing me, Smalls. Like, you know, there's a image of uh, right on this right, right on, on this, this actual very wall recording room of uh, uh, no, I'm uh, Squints Polydorus. Squints Polydorus. Yeah, Michael he's there. Squints Polydorus. Uh, Andrew, our uh, wonderful engineer, loves the Sandlot, mm-hmm. and I picked these nits with him already. So, Andrew, if you're listening, I apologize. Okay. You can hear it all again. I'd like to hear what he has to say uh, about it, too. He was basically it. like, fuck you, you're ruining a classic. Stop being a dick. <laughs> was basically, <laughs> and he's right. And so I want to be clear, like, it's a very good movie, but people love it to the extent that I'm kind of like, but this isn't the Goonies. This well, isn't Stand here, By here's Me. Here's what I'm going to say to you know, right now give is it to me. it's not the Goonies. Right. It's – to me, it is less than the Goonies. Much less. I'm not saying much less. I okay. mean, I, you know, if I give the Goonies, uh, you know, a solid – ah, shit. You know, on a good day, I'll give the Goonies a 9 out of 10. <laughs> 
We we can do and we can do how we rate good. We, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a podcast for yeah, another great time. Is how we rate movies nine out of ten. But you know, <laughs> I'll give the Goonies a three and a half out of four. Yeah, I'll, I'll give. It, but I'll give, I really okay. love the Goonies. I you know I sure. saw the Goonies when I was but to twelve me, like, years when old. When I look at and the, I look at the, at the well, I look at the I look at the pot. I look at uh, the Sandlot as as um uh I you know what I I. I don't. I just. I, I don't like it as much as the Goonies. Right. Um, it also See, came out after significantly. Right. It came out in in the early nineties when I was like in college. Right. I was already. And I wouldn't have liked if it had come out the year the Goonies came out. I might have been like, "Holy shit, I love right. it as much." You know. But and I, now to that point, like Andrew, who I spoke of before, he's a little bit younger than us. So for him, sure, he was, okay. he was Goonies age okay. when he saw it. So okay. I can I can give that a little bit. But give me some of your give me watching some of your it again. I was ultimately then. I was like, well, for one thing, there's no. Ultimately, there doesn't feel to be like any sort of narrative arc that brings any of the kids from point A to point B. Um, uh, I mean, there's barely I'll disagree a little bit. You, you, you know, you get, um, you, you get this. The Babe Ruth ball is mm-hmm. a pretty significant thing. He's trying to, you know, uh, uh, get to know his stepdad Dennis Leary a little bit. You know, he steals the ball. It's a whole thing. By the time he finally like fesses up to having stolen the ball, you don't even get the scene where he does it. You hear about it all in narration. You know, he's like, oh, when I finally told him I stole the ball, he was pretty cool about it. He was mad, but I'm like, wow. After all this, well, like, is, if this the, if this movie was on any level about this guy connecting with his stepdad, well, it isn't really. It, and that's you know, what I'll tell. What it is is a summer. In the life of these kids, in particular, right. it's a summer that that mostly centers around um, uh, Scotty Smalls, right? Um, so new kid you know, in town. It's, it's, it's for a those bit who of a coming of age story in that sense that you know, but like you're right, I, there isn't a, a, you know we got to find one eyed Willie's treasure. There isn't a right. we got to find the dead body on the tracks. We got you know it, it there's is there's no final like moment where you're like they did it or they didn't do it or it to me it like it wants to be. Uh, resonant the way Goonies was or Stand By I don't Goonies, know. For and it me, just falls short to I me. I thought they never, they weren't ever really attempting that. Yes, at the end of the movie, Karen Allen, by the way, looking like a really attractive mom. Sure. A very, you know, yeah, like yeah. a well, older, obviously, you know, to very 12, 1950s older, yeah. years older than she was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and and uh, uh, what's his name playing the dad? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary playing... A good dad who you think is kind of a dick, yeah, but but isn't well, really. Well, it's funny. My daughter he, was kind of know, halfway through. She was she was like, uh, he seems like he's kind of mean, and I'm like, well, he's not really mean. He's just he's a little stand. Like he's not. He's beating his kid. He's also the stepdad like, you know, for he's one. The stepdad, yeah. And you know, he he married the Karen Allen, and he got a kid who is really fucking shitty at baseball. He inherited well, that, a kid. That's funny. I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Because mm-hmm. he is, he sucks at baseball. He's terrible. He plays catch with Dennis Leary. <laughs> the kid can't even throw more than three feet. Okay, he's the, he's the worst. Okay, so the movie progresses. For whatever reason, Rodriguez, Benny Rodriguez, Benny, Benny Rodriguez, the Jet Rodriguez, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. He takes, he puts some sort of stock in this kid, and he's like, you know what? I want this kid playing with us. I want him in the Sandlot, so I'm going to do him a solid. But you know what? He doesn't want him playing with them because he's good. Right. Well, but hold he, on. He doesn't want him. Playing with him right. because he's good. He wants him playing with him because it's the nice thing to do. Totally, and that's and, all uh, tremendous. You know, to do him a solid. Mm-hmm. This completely wonderfully implausible situation. He tells Smalls to hold his glove up in right field or whatever field, and he hits the ball, pop fly directly into his glove to make him look like a hero. That's how fucking good Benny the Jet Rodriguez. None is. of this is my issue. Okay. Well, right. my issue okay, is sorry. then he's good at baseball. 
No. No? He's just accepted by the kids. He's throwing? He's still probably the worst kid on the team. Let's put it this way. He goes from not being able to throw the ball three feet to Dennis Leary to just playing baseball. Like you see him throwing, you see him catching, you see him sliding. When they I play still think the, they probably put him in right field all the time. Because, I'm just saying you know, but, the kid all of a sudden is on par enough to play with these turkeys. And I know this. They also needed. I know this because in the game where they play the dickheads, who are only dickheads because I guess they play on an organized team, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're assuming that they're rich. Not ri- no, they're right. not rich, but they're they're not the ragtag losers that right. can so, play on the sandlot. Which brings me to my next important yeah. issue about this movie. Okay, halfway through the movie, the organized kids that play actual little league with a real uniform show up, and they're like, "Fuck you, sandlot kids! You suck at baseball." Right. And they're like, "No, you suck at baseball." They get into a great burn match. They mock each other. It's really hilarious. <laughs> and then they pledge to play each other on the real field. To prove that the Sandlot kids can actually play real baseball on a real field. In that game, the montage they show, the Sandlot kids defeat them easily. Like, it's not even a question. They Like, the montage proves that they just completely blow them out of the water. Question. Yeah. Why do none of the Sandlot kids play on a team? Um, why don't they just play on the team? What happens I, in that town where everyone plays on a team but these— I feel like all of the Sandlot kids— are latchkey kids whose parents don't really, except for maybe small. Because they're not poor kids. Like you see their neighborhood, they all live in the same neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. Normal level, I just you know. feel like they're 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 the latchkey kids that are kind of like the goons. Their parents were. don't know about they're, they're baseball par- teams. Well, their parents are at work, or their parents are not. You know, they're they're not. They're they're oh, you go play with your friends. They're not worried about putting their kids on. Um, on an organized league of right. baseball. And even Benny at no point to his parents was like, hey, you know, there's they play this for real. Can I go uh, do that? Well, like I, they know, have uniforms and everything. I you know eventually we know Rodriguez winds up being a professional pro baseball player. Absolutely. So clearly there's no opposition to teams. He's into it. Sure, no. I mean uh, yeah, I mean I'm not saying that you're that you're you're um these nits that you're picking. I mean they're nits. Are Invalid, right? I'm just—I guess what I'm saying—it doesn't is, matter. Maybe I don't care about them, right? Sure. Or I'm able to put it. It doesn't make the movie. I mean, I guess these are also some of these are things that I've never thought about. I mean, what I look at is thing I never thought about it. But then as I'm watching the whole conflict between these two teams, I was like, it's just weird that these kids don't play on a team. Are you sure? I guess you're right. Because in mean, towns um, like that, I mean, even when I was growing up, you just played on a team, and I was a latchkey kid. I mean, it was just you know. But did you play on a team? I played on a team. Yeah. I did. I don't even think there was a sandlot, which brings me to my biggest nit of all. Though, <laughs> like, what is a sandlot? What I'd like to what I'd like to bring up for a second is sure. um, <clears throat> I watched Stand by Me recently, and it is uh, very similar. One for the right. time period. Yep. Two for the ages of the kids that are in it. Um, but. And I and I I really enjoyed um, Stand by Me. Totally, <clears throat> it's the body based on the body. Based by on the body, King. it's King. one of the best Stephen King movie adaptations. Yeah. Which it's is a, almost spot on too. Stop, from like, you know, which is a t- another podcast for another time. The best Stephen King movie adaptations. I'll tell you what they are. They don't involve anything supernatural. Totally, misery, 
Shawshank Redemption, The Body. Yeah. Three. Bang, bang, totally. bang right there that you're just like, you know why? Because there's you there's don't have to it's, there's, there's emotional weight. And you there's, don't have to actually believe in something fantastical right. that's kind of a little bit too out there, like a clown in the sewer. Or an alien, you know, or or a hotel that makes you go crazy, you know. But but Stand by Me as compared to I watched the Stand the by Me, and more recently, <clears throat> and I found it to be a little too heavy-handed. Okay, the way the Sandlot wasn't. See, maybe now if I because watching the Sandlot, I was kind of like, I want to watch Stand by Me now because well, it's, I'll tell you, watch it, and the Stand by Me is still good. There's some great conversation between the kids, but. There's this uh, – forget the fact that how how kind of depressing it ends, stand by me. But the overall well, the overall sense of like, hey, they're going to you – know, those kids are true kind of losers. Right. All of the four kids No, they're actually abused. Their parents are actual actually dicks. Totally. <laughs> like, their parents – It's the, not you know, like Dennis Leary is the least of their problems. Absolutely. Know? And, you know, and I what I, what I what I think I like about The Sandlot is it's like Stand By Me – but not as fucking uh, much of a downer. Right. And it actually ends up pretty they, happy and good. You know what I'm they saying? They do the same device at the end, though, where the narration comes Absolutely. in. Absolutely. The kids sort of It's very much. It, but they're not all dead. They don't die. <laughs> they're not all dead they at the end. They, they don't die. <laughs> yeah. They, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, again, this I, is a movie that I, like you say, you don't necessarily see <clears throat> T-shirts by – of Stand By Me quotes, right. but I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago and I saw a very pregnant woman at the beach wearing a T-shirt covering her, you know, eight months pregnant belly and it said, you're kicking me, Smalls. See, that's funny. Which is a People funny like line on the take on the you're, you're killing me, well, Smalls. Well, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, watching The Sandlot again, I found myself like, all right, absent of the montage where they're trying to get the ball back. And the scene where the dog's chasing Rodriguez down the street and the line, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> like those things were basically for the, you know, 90-minute movie or whatever. Those were where all my eggs were. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? Come on. Talk to me about Wendy Peppercorn. You mean the, the poolside assault? Absolutely. <laughs> the poolside assault. Yeah. What he, I was like, yeah, it was, yep. it was good. But I, there was something weird about it. I'm just sort of like, like, <laughs> like it's just, that's assault, brother. It, it is, I guess, but <laughs> like, when it's a a ten year old kid against a seventeen year old girl, sure, and all he does is kiss her a little bit, sure, you're you know, <clears throat> but he fakes drowning just to get a piece, uh, totally, yeah, and, and you're like, and and that it's you know it's one of my favorite scenes, it's probably my favorite right. scene in the movie, but like, um, for whatever reason, even watching the scene, I was like, this is weird. Because I wouldn't high-five my son for that. No. I'd be like, what do you mean you pretended you were drowning? So that teenager <laughs> dove in, and then you kept pretending you couldn't breathe for a little while while she gave you mouth-to-mouth, and then you forcibly grabbed her by the neck and shoved your tongue in her mouth. But your son didn't do that. <laughs> of course not. So he's, mother, he's, he's raised right. <laughs> he's raised right. That's why. He knows assault is no good. <laughs> um. It's, and a, yet, it's a classic and high yet, five scene that I'm like, it's one of those. She things. She marries him, and that's the weird thing. I'm like, your first <laughs> Wendy what, Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn ends up marrying, uh, uh, Squints. Right. It's a and, crazy thing that, in reality, it sounds completely horrific. I'd be like, <laughs> I, if I'm if I'm her dad, I'm like, what do you mean you're going out with Squints? You mean the kid that assaulted you at the pool? 
Well, this is a bad idea. You actually think she told anybody about? Because she was like, she was winking at him right as afterwards. he left the pool. Because like, she was like, "You got balls, kid." You got and you balls. know what? You're kind of cute for you know. You, I, you know, I, I got to give it to you. Yeah. You know, like you got me. Right. And you you know and like, um, a little weird. My daughter's a little weird. Was is all fucking I'm hilarious. Oh, everyone likes it's hysterical. You know? it is hilarious. and I'm not literally when my kids were chuckling at it. I'm not like, hey, cut the. Don't shit you off. laugh at that? That's that's, that's assault. assault. <laughs> that's assault. <laughs> You know, I was. But I was kind of sitting there being like, in reality, this wouldn't be funny. Sidebar. Sidebar. You watched Back to the Future with your kids. Totally. What did you tell them when Biff was going at Lorraine Baines in the car? Well, for one thing, the Biff assault is not played for laughs. No, that's true. You're right. You're right. Definitely that's true. Important, um, well, important distinction. You're right. Uh, but I opted not to say anything. I mean, it was just okay. sort of like, they were like, what is he doing? I was like, well, he's trying to kiss her. You know, whatever. To, you know. But even that, as a gr- walking through the lens of a grown man, you're like, oh, this is like, that's fucked up what's going on no and well what's really fucked up is that you know 30 years later they still employ biff (laughs) (laughs) yeah right that they ask him to to wash their car after the event hey this guy that tried to rape your mom right i i i I, he's he's buffing the car out punched him out that night but he's still coming over you know what ah it's just biff he's doing his thing you know he's not a he's not as rapey as he used to be yeah right you know but you're right you know i put him uh, in his place but you're right that that scene is played for and of course swenson never gets taken to task for this and said he's rewarded by the marriage well he was kicked out of the pool he, he couldn't go. They were all kicked right, out of the totally. pool that day. Right. I believe as the, as yeah. the, as the you know. Yeah. But it's funny because talking about Stand By Me, it is very Stand By Me. Totally. Absolutely. In the sense well, of that's the, the, thing. the I mean, narrator. The, there's no doubt. The, and part know, of me feels like it was uh, never, like you said. Give me a second here. That was our, our 15 minutes. We're going to. I know, doubt uh, the creators of The Sandlot. Yeah. I think they were inspired by Stand By Me. And I and doubt decided, they. Let's not make it so goddamn Well, I sad. doubt they ever expected it to be as resonant as it was. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that, that could have easily been, if it didn't reach a certain quality, it could have been a forgotten classic that nobody ever watches. But for whatever reason, it well, hit in a way. And here's the thing. I don't think that The Sandlot did crazy I'm sure box office. I'm sure it did. Yeah. <clears throat> Who's I behind think, The Sandlot? It's, and this is, Pat and I actually talked about this today. I have never one. seen And I was kind of, no, here we go. The guy um, who's behind The Sandlot directed nothing else of note, movies you've heard of, uh, but that are... Here I go. I pulled it up. David Mickey Evans yeah, he directed wrote The Sandlot too, I think. And directed The Sandlot. Um, <clears throat> his bio, he did, he did The Sandlot coup. He did Sinbad in First Kid. Totally. Yeah. Oh, he did Radio Flyer. Radio Flyer is a good one. It, Radio Flyer is a very weird movie because it watch gets it again. wicked fucking dark at the yeah. end. It's already dark. There's another one where the, the father is physically abusing yeah. the one boy. And uh, maybe um, Sandlot was missing a little abuse. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's my out. issue. With <laughs> uh, as a director, you're right. He's got. <clears throat> There's nothing else of note. He did Ace Ventura Pet Detective Junior TV movie. Right. Uh, Barely Legal. He did Beethoven's Third. Yeah. Is it, Nothing oh against wow! This guy and his you know what? Work. He's I mean, uncredited as the director of Radio Flyer. I wonder what that, how that happened, or what. I know that there was a the, that Radio Flyer. Oh, Richard Donner. All right, he's a Radio Flyer guy. Actually, Richard Donner is listed as the director, and maybe that was one of those things where, you know, almost like a Superman two or so, or something. Someone came yeah. in at the end and kind of had to had to save the movie a little bit. He wrote. He wrote Radio Flyer. But you're right. right. So I don't think this this guy, guy, you know, he's he's still been working in 2018. He just directed a movie called Before I Go. He's not a craftsman by any means. The Sandlot will forever be his, the the movie 
that he's remembered for, for sure. Definitely. Uh, but Steve-O, well, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Like, Wayne, you've been fairly you silent. Haven't, that's the thing. You haven't seen this movie. I feel bad. You haven't seen this movie. Have you not movie. seen the Sandlot? I've not seen the Sandlot. Well, you got to yeah. see the Sandlot all of a sudden. Now, now I'm being like, why do you not see the Sandlot? I got it. And it's been on so my radar. I don't dislike it enough to be like, don't watch it. Right. You know, I think it's certainly. Should I watch it with my kids first or should I have an adult screening <laughs> I would go your kids straight are too long. Because your kids are definitely too young to watch it now. I would wait for the kids to be of age to watch it because, like, in all honesty, like like most movies, which is a separate topic, uh, when I watch movies with my kids, I enjoy them more because they're so easily amused by shit. So their laughs are usually infectious. So I would wait, you know. So like, I can wait like three years. It's a better movie, I think. <clears throat> if you haven't seen it yet, you should just wait till you watch the it. The girls, kids. they're girls. They're, they're kids. They're seven and five. They watched Sandlot 2, and it's a far inferior movie. Um, <clears throat> what's kind of cool about it is it's just another bunch of kids, but it's the same sandal. Like, it's not sure. like it's the next it's generation. The, exactly. Same town, same, they even make mention of the kids in the first movie, right. but they don't recast anyone. They don't, you know, it's, it's, it's cool because it's, it's, it's not the continuing adventures of, of small. <laughs> exactly. I want to blow your mind here for a second. Holy shit. There's a movie called the Sandlot heading home. Okay. Also called Sandlot three. Okay. Let me live, give you the premise, the, 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 the premise of this movie. Successful, arrogant baseball superstar Tommy Santa Santarelli travels back in time what to 1976 shit. and relives his boyhood days on the Sandlot baseball team and has the chance to this time choose friendship over glory. What so, year did this come out? This was <clears> – <throat> Direct to video, but this came out uh, in 2007. Interesting. And the it funny seems to me thing they is finally got the Sandlot right. The character <laughs> <laughs> they finally they finally found the missing piece of the puzzle. Benny Rodriguez is in it, played by someone else. Okay. Um, uh, Squints is in it, played by someone. So I haven't even. I, I will never right. watch this. But the premise alone is like they're like, what could we do that would really turn the Sandlot movie right? On its head. Yeah. You're like, why even call it the Sandlot? Why not just call it, you know, baseball time? Right. I, that's a terrible name. Yeah, I was, gonna, I, was kind of, I was trying to think <laughs> but, of a pun like stealing time. Totally. Or, you know, or, you know, or, you know but, um, and, and I, 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 I only like, read this today. That's why they call it the Sandlot 3 because like, we just can't think of a good title. <laughs> Let's just link it to the Sandlot. Well, they call it Sandlot 3 Heading Home. Heading Home. So he, but like. <clears throat> Double and I'll, I'll never watch it. Uh, I have no desire to see a you know a weird you know. The funny thing is Luke Perry oh, <laughs> plays sure. the Dick baseball player that goes back in time. Interesting. Uh, obviously, the older version. There must be a younger. Ver- this we, must we, be, by the way, also. It's got to be time travel, but it also has to be some without even knowing the premise. It's got to be some kind of body. Switch. I'm assuming he's inhabiting his former self. Exactly. So it's more like, what would you call that? I'd call it. Let's cue it up on Netflix. Fucking ain't right. You know, I gotta what? see this movie. Well, why should I be? Well, you know what? If I'm gonna sit here and talk about it on a podcast, and I'm gonna be like know. the next podcast is gonna be like, dude, I'm gonna blow your mind. The best Sandlot movie <laughs> is the third one. Heading home is <laughs> heading home. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right, so Steve, you haven't seen it. Twist. I mean, I, again, in closing, I feel like it is like the Sandlot. It's a it's a very good movie. I just all of a sudden, you know, I saw it at an outdoor what did your screening. Kids think of it? They loved it. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I, but for the amount of people in the audience that I saw it with, uh, we saw it in an outdoor screening in the park. Oh, okay, where? Uh, Prospect Park. Oh, 
Uh, were they loving it? Were they- well, the, well, the crowd was there with the T-shirts, and I heard people behind me doing there was, lines. There was, there was, oh, I thought you meant like cocaine for a second. Oh, no. I was like, no, I don't think anyone was <laughs> doing coke. I was like, no. But you meant oh, quoted. it's a great scene. Yeah. Oh, but honey. there was a group behind me of like uh, somewhat younger people, and one of the people hadn't seen it, and the whole like, you've never seen this? Like, are you crazy? Right. And I'm like, to me, and again, because I'm a little older, it mm-hmm. just doesn't achieve that level of, right. you know, it's revered beyond what I think it's worth, in my humble opinion. And and yet I think it's revered perfectly for what it was, which was a little diamond in the rough of, you know, it. none of these kids have gone – except for maybe Ham. Uh, well, that's another thing. Like, uh, you know, you look at the cast of that movie. It's not like these are A-plus performances because they're not – Oh, but I, you know what? I disagree. Yeah. I, I think these are – I think almost all those kids are very good kid actors. Right. I don't know why for whatever reason they didn't – well, the, the one kid who – the one who kid who says, you're killing me, Small. Well, he's the best one. He, you know, he, he, he went, went on, on to do it. You know, he, he went was, on. He, he was, was in the big Files. He was – absolutely. He was – you know, he went on. And you, you've got Karen Allen and – and uh, oh, They were fine. You know, yeah. and, well, you know what? Let's – Whatever for, happened let's to stop James for a, Earl Jones? Let's, let's <laughs> stop for a second. And I was just going to say – when you finally see right. who the beast is, yeah. and I, I like that too, is like the dog isn't this fucking crazy monster character. Yeah. He's what any creature would be when you're 10 years old yeah. and you see him on the other side of this fence. Totally. And he's just, he's an old dog. Yeah. Who, you know, but I liked, you know, he gets the ball from James Earl fucking Jones. James Earl Jones to present to who, his dad. Thankfully, the blind junkyard guy also <laughs> played on the Yankees. And has an entire ball signed by the 1927 lineup. And you know what? Is it all a little bit of a coincidence? Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. You know? yeah, was, um, that's not even – I'm not even picking that nit. Right. Like at this point, you know. See, and, and I don't I don't think that um, – I don't know. To me, James Earl Jones is a little treasure of a – you don't see him in enough movies. No, like he's in – he's – I'm pretty sure he's in The Sandlot too. No, I think he plays the same. I think he reprises the role. Almost, uh, almost definitely not. All but right. let me check right Let's now, uh, just because. Let's take a um, look. The Sandlot Two is cool because there's some girls in the Sandlot Two. Sure. The, the big thing in the Sandlot Two is, which is my daughters liked, was that like the girls were an element that like we can play as good as. Well, you that's can. thing. Like my daughter kind of didn't, and it's 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 <clears throat> dated. Obviously, in in the fifties, it made sense. Uh, but she was like, "What does that mean? You play like a, why is that a thing?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> it, I was like, right. it doesn't really." amount to anything now because girls sports literally didn't exist in the time that the Sandlot took place in. James Earl Jones is in the Sandlot too. Good for you, Greg. I know. I'm telling you. Good you wanted you. to stop. I, I've only seen like... the Sandlot two once, right? Because with the girls, what and like when I, I honestly didn't even know there was a Sandlot right. two until <clears throat> it came out in 2005, the f- uh, 12, 13 years after the first one. And two years before Sandlot 3, the time travel one. Sure. <laughs> so you know, James Earl Jones is definitely not in Sandlot 3 heading home. I would look it up just because, I mean, you know we've what? come this far. I mean, I let's look make it sure because, right you know, James Earl Jones could be cashing you, a paycheck. You, you got to eat. James Earl Jones got to eat. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, As a legend. Uh, <laughs> He's a legend of the cinema. Uh, oh, I didn't know. He was in. I didn't realize. I should have. Loser for not knowing. He's in Star Wars Rebels. Oh sure, of course. I would. I would have been surprised. I'm surprised they just didn't get. Someone what we're learning is James just, Earl Jones shows up. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm surprised they didn't just get someone to do a Darth Vader voice for cheaper. Sure. Than whatever James Earl Jones costs. Right. You know, because you're like um, James Earl Jones is going to be on the next podcast. He's going to call him up. He shows <laughs> he up. Shows up at the open of an envelope. Come on. He shows up. He was up. in Scary Movie Four. Oh, <clears throat> as a narrator. Uh, 
So is he in Sandlot in the Bench three Warmers one? as a voice? Uh, nope, he's not in the Sandlot three. He's, he's not in, in Sandlot, Sandlot three. two, but he was not in. Uh, and by the way, Sandlot two was straight to video too. Of course. Um, but uh, well, listen, I you know I I I I'm, I I I didn't try to change your mind, right? Of really, course. and I and I <clears throat> um, and again, I'm you know I'm not trying to ruin a classic. For no, people, no, no, no. You, you know, know you. <clears throat> I think I think the only thing going into this is that you may have, because of people in your life or things you've heard, or you know, there may have been uh, it may have it may have been put on a pedestal a little higher than you think it deserves to. And I think maybe that's for the me, crux of the biscuit. You know, for me, like, is, yeah, is that it, I don't. I think it gets the the proper amount of respect right. it gets, which is the fact that Steve-O sitting here and's never seen it. Right, you know, and 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 other people. There are plenty of people that have never seen it, and be like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'm like, well, you should see it. Yeah, it's a good fucking, you know. So, <clears throat> well, in short, I'd like to dedicate yeah. this conversation to Andrew, who is our audio guy, who uh, I had this exact conversation with <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Uh, Andrew, thank you for tolerating this conversation now for a second time. Because he's going to have to. He's going to be gonna listening to this. this he's going like, to like, he's he's like, like go, twist is right. right. Twist is right. Granny's a dick <laughs> and steve an asshole for not seeing it. You know? uh, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it with my son. We'll see it for the first time together. And based on this conversation, I have high hopes. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, before we sign off, I'd like to do another uh, uh, little thing that I like call listener mail. Listener mail. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> This is one from a Stephen Booja. Okay. He writes, hey, guys, one big oversight from your Twin Films episode. Oh, boy. I've been getting a lot of shit for this. Braveheart and Rob Roy. Two movies about Scottish Highlanders and, hell, the former won Best Picture that year. Also, you could make the case that The Matrix is not only twinned with Dark City, mostly for the general aesthetic, but also with both Existence mm -hmm. to a degree, Very and small to degree. the underappreciated the thirteenth floor. I've never seen the thirteenth. I've not floor. seen it either, and it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but two of the most seminal works of science fiction, two thousand one, and Planet of the Apes, came out on the same exact day back in nineteen sixty eight, and both featured dudes in ape costumes. <laughs> okay, well, that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, <clears throat> I will. Uh, I will admit, I've never seen Rob Roy. I've never seen Braveheart. I'm, I'm Rob Roy all the way. You've what? No, I'm oh. just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I've only seen Rob Roy. <coughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's the movie. Um, I have not seen Rob Roy. What? what, what uh, no, Liam Neeson it, is the Rob Roy. I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've never seen Rob Roy, so I, I don't know. Um, I thought Rob Roy was more of like a Robin Hood situation. I honestly had no idea, and I and I would like to thank. First of all, I'd like to thank Stephen Buja for writing in. Yeah. Um, I can see your. I can see his case on on Matrix uh, Existence a little bit. You yeah, know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess I'd have to. I'd have to watch Existence again. <clears throat> right. Um, it's I have on not a much seen smaller the thirteenth floor. Obviously, I have not seen the thirteenth floor. Yeah. Um, but I thank him for his feedback. Absolutely. Good, Thanks good for writing in, Stephen. I'd like you to, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you'll write to us again. Um, and if anything, it's going to make me check out both Rob Roy and the 13th floor. Sure. So uh, this has been another great podcast. Yeah. Thank Steve you for listening. Thanks for, for joining us. Um, Thanks for educating me on the Sandlot. Yeah. Uh, this has been uh, – 
Pat Twist. This is Mike Rainey. Thank you very much for listening. And signing off. <laughs>